last week we were talking about how to handle hecklers when you're performing. Sebastian had brought up a point about how with his friends he can be, he can act however he really wants to, he can kind of be a jerk. Whereas obviously when you're doing a paid gig, you are not going to act like that. And I ended the podcast by asking him, how do you start combining those two personas? Because I do think how you act with your friends, yeah, you're going to be a little over the top and obviously much of that needs to be censored, but that is a a representation of who you are as a person. And when you go and perform, I think uh, for a paid gig, you want to somehow bring who you are as a person into the paid gig as well. And so I'm just wondering where that line is. You know what I mean? Like, you have to censor yourself, but how do you be yourself at the same time? Right. Well, when you're performing with your friends in a social setting, uh, you're doing it for the sole reason that you want to and your friends want you to. They're asking you to see magic, and that's why you're showing it to them. So you can do it in any way that you see fit because they are expecting it. They're asking of it from you. Mm -hmm. And there's that natural built-in dynamic there. But when you're invading someone's personal space, they just took their family out to dinner. They went out to a party and they did not want to see magic. They don't know you, they don't care about you, and you're intruding on their space and showing them magic. You have to act in a certain way. You can't be the same cocky guy that laughs and jokes with your friends and all that because they don't know you and they don't already like you. And you need to make sure that you break the barrier before you start showing that real genuine, because if you, I mean, you can start off with that, but that's going to turn quite a few people off if they're not there for the magic. Well, so now, now we're talking specifically about walk-around magic. And more specifically, mm-hmm. what you're talking about really is when, you know, maybe you're at a restaurant or mm-hmm. something like along those lines because... Right. Well, I mean, the same thing goes for like a private party. Even if it's not like a restaurant where they, right. they're just there to have fun. If it's like an office Christmas party, they still don't know you. Or and exactly. That's really or the they're biggest. they're required to be there. Exactly. The boss is there and they're already like, ugh, I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Right. And so, and it makes sense. I think you're gonna have to be a totally different person for that specific setting because you people well, aren't not, not choose, completely different. Not completely, but you have to start off very. I think respectful. You can't be reserved. too intent. Reserved. If That's anything, a good word. My, my thoughts when I'm walking up to a group is I I try to take the same approach as like a waiter to be as non intrusive as possible because they're totally used to that. They're at a place like if, if just going back to the restaurant setting walking up, asking how their night's going, if you're dressed nicely. They respond well to that, but just diving straight in, hi, how are you guys, you know, did anyone lose a wallet or the knife, and, you, know, you know, whatever cheesy opener that, you know, some magicians do. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's honestly the best way to sum that up. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can be and you want to be genuine with the people, but at the same time, you can't, you know, start off balls to the wall, guns blaring, hey guys, I'm the best magician. Like, I, at some point, I want to walk up to a table and just produce doves mm-hmm. as my opener. Um, but I, you know, I'm not quite, <laughs> not there. Yet. I don't I'm, think that would work. I think I'm a, a similar in what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I'm so not conscious about it. Whereas mm-hmm. like when I'm performing for my friends, I'm definitely just me. Like I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be a character. I'm just Eric. And when I'm performing at a party, I'm not being a character either. I'm just being me. But the thing is I'm more reserved Right. Uh, because they're more reserved. Right. They're wondering why I'm here, and now I have this awkward feeling. And like, when I can tell someone else is kind of like, what's going on? I'm going to back off a bit and be like, I don't know what's going on either, but let's try and do some magic. And then I'll, the second I get them opening up, I'm going to go right back to just being Eric. Like, I don't really have mm-hmm. a character other than the, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more of a, a natural, unconscious thing. Like, 
They feel weird. I feel weird. Okay, let's try and break some ice here. Well, I mean, I think it even goes beyond magic. Like, I mean, when you're hanging out with your friends and then you go to your waitressing job or your waiter job. Right. Oh, exactly. It, you're, being, so, you're, you're being paid to be there, so you have to be friendly and nice to everyone. Right. Make sure everyone's comfortable and having a good time. But you can alienate your friends. Let's, you can totally right, do that. exactly. And so let's transition from that a little uh, bit because, yeah, this is... This is something that you're right. You're gonna to have to be reserved no matter what because it's a different kind of job. Let's talk about if you're performing on stage. Those people paid to be there. That is my favorite so, scenario. So they, <laughs> everyone is choosing to be there. Well, at the same right? time, okay. so you kind of get more freedom. You do, but at the same time, you don't want to abuse the people that have paid money to see you. Of course. Because the fact that they paid money to go see a magic show right, in right, 2016, right. that's amazing to me. Every time I do a show and I look at them, I'm like, holy crap, people came? Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible to me. Yeah. If they paid good money to see me perform, what the hell? That's so, I owe it to them to not be some conceited 20-year-old and they're like, oh, great. I gave that kid my money. Right. So I don't want them walking away thinking, like, wow, that guy was a jerk. I want them thinking, wow, that guy was awesome. And this is actually one of the points that Steve Martin uh, covered in his book, Born Standing Up. Uh, he was doing a gig in Boca. And he had the long hippie hair, and it's all these rich people. And after the show, they were all like, oh my god, we love you so much. And it confused him, because they were not his target demographic. He thought they were going to hate him. But then his agent started talking to him, and he was like, you remind them of their kids. Hmm. So like, they see you, they see their son, because that was in the 70s, all the hair, everyone was a hippie. Right. So like, you, you want to relate to them in a sense that they look at you, and you, they feel like you could be a part of like, you don't want to be the egotistical person. Right. You want to be relatable to the point where, like, oh yeah, that's you know, just just like my kid, you know, something like that, as opposed is, to. Uh, is there a magician right now that's maybe at least decently famous, recognizable that mm-hmm. does act like a, a really arrogant, really? Chris e- Angel. <laughs> <laughs> is okay. he? I honestly. I uh, I haven't actually seen the stage show, but I think that ripping your shirt off three times during a show is pretty egotistical. I, right. Yeah, I have his new stage show, so I'm not going to comment on that at all. Not, not to bash Chris yeah. Angel. I appreciate everything that he's done for Magic. He brought up the limelight, Mind Freak. I mean, granted, there are a few things that I would have you know, preferred gone differently, but I wasn't in his position, and I'm sure if I was, I probably would have done quite a few things similarly. But I don't, I don't think that ripping a shirt off three times on stage is a good thing for everyone, but hey, it worked for him. I'll just say, though, what you were saying. So if someone's paying, if I know they're paying to see me and not being hired by one person to mm-hmm. perform, but I'm being... I'm doing a, a private parlor a show. show or something. Yeah, I tend to not hold back at all. Like they're paying for me, so I'm giving them me, and right. and I don't. You're really, much less reserved, correct? Oh, so I'm I'm not reserved at all. Well, I'm reserved on the first trick because obviously I'm I'm going into that like I'm horrified out of my mind. What if I mess up? I hit my opener and I go, all right, right. I'm the good. The second the ice is broken, man, yeah. The second just... I get my opener, that's for me. That's the entire show. My mm-hmm. one trick. Mm-hmm. Once that one trick's done, show's over, I'm not having fun with these people. I want to have fun with them, enjoy mm-hmm. my next 28 minutes if it's a 30-minute show, because mm-hmm. I did I did my two-minute bit that I was scared about, and now I'm good. And I just give them, I give them Eric, and I have fun with that. They seem to like it, so. Right on. What is Eric? What does that mean? What type of person? I mean, you said you just act like yourself. What is acting like yourself on stage? Oh, who is Eric Casey? Who is Eric Casey? That's the question. Let's get into the mind. Oh my gosh, is that my phone? <laughs> Making distractions. That? Okay, oh. yeah. you got a phone call coming in? It's David Copperfield trying to meet another party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea how to answer that question. That's huge. That's who is Eric Casey? He's all right. That's too. He's a, a young you guy who is ecstatic about magic. I act excited. I'm excitable. I love. 
mm-hmm. magic, and I love people. And so when I perform too, I'm all over the place. So just like, young, energetic guy that's charismatic. Young, energetic, charismatic, who is legitimately just happy that he can do magic. Right. Like I don't want to ever come off as arrogant. Like I can do magic, except I I just want to be excited. Like I am doing this, and I get to show you, and that's exciting for everyone. Right. So you guys would both agree, though, that uh, you can't be too egotistical when you are doing a show. Oh, no one cares. No, I mean, okay, what do you mean? By, that, by that I mean they, they don't care about how cool you think you are. They, they, oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, like, but if you've got this... If I'm super, yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're just going to be like, all right. But what if that's part of your persona? If that's well, then you've got to, you're committed to that. Like, you guys saw Mike Hammer. He's right. got the, you know, but does right. he stop? Yeah. He doesn't stop. And, it, he, there, and there's no nervousness at the beginning with Mike. Like, when I walk out and do a show, I'm, like, I do my absolute best to hide the fact that I'm nervous. Oh, every time. Yeah. I do my best to hide it. I mean, everyone does. That's how that works. But I just know they can sense it. I have to. And I feel like Mike comes out just on fire the second he steps on yes, stage. And it's, it's unrelenting. And it's mm-hmm. perfect. There's nothing wrong with the show. Like, it's exactly what it needs to be. Right. right, and I guess so of all the shows I've seen, he's the only person that mm-hmm. could be potentially described. And I don't want to say cocky, it sounds like very, has a negative connotation, but at the same time, that is... Overly confident. Overly confident. And yet he's also but hilarious. For good yeah, yeah absolutely. For good reason. And it's an amazing show, so it seems that, for that seems to be his character. It's working for him. And exactly, and it works for him. Right. And so it's interesting to see him. Yeah. He seems to be a bit of an anomaly, though. Well, I mean... He's also very committed to it. Like, right. like for magicians, sometimes they'll have one character for one trick, they'll tell a story, whatever. But as far as consistently being that overconfident character all the way through, never showing any sign of nervousness, mm-hmm. if you break at any point, they're like, oh, you're a faker. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Suck. Oh, you oh, can't break. At that point, rapport's broken, they don't trust you. The second you, you have that likeable. character, you have to be that character. Yeah. 100%. And I, that's exhausting for me. That's right. why I just be me instead, because yeah. I am lazy inherently. Right. <laughs> work, uh, work smart, not hard. Yeah, that's people the, seem to really, really like me and like the magic I'm doing. I think they like me more than the magic, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough. I'll just keep doing that uh, until I feel like I might really, really need a character to benefit myself. But right now, right. gosh, that seems exhausting. Because, yeah, again, meeting Oh, no, Mike, it is. It, it, it's supposed to be exhausting. That's why no one does it. Yeah, meeting Mike, he's the not nicest no. guy ever. Ruby Kobe has a character. Oh, of course. That's no. when he... Gosh. And here's the thing. It shows. He uh, put a lot of, of work into he that character. character. And he, he maintains it. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember watching his lecture on character development. It was very good. I actually remember him. No, we're not going to go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you... No. I can't say that. I feel bad for the guy sensor. You're going to... 100%. <laughs> okay. okay. Sebastian, you, you just had a cho- show this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we were talking about... I mean, we were talking about character and your character, correct? Yes, I mean, yes. and and I think you said yourself you're debating, but you're going back and forth of yeah. who am I on stage? How can I bring out kind of who I am as a person right. and be respectful? Is that right. the right word? Yeah, yeah, respectful? yeah, respectful would be the right word. I mean, just because I kind of have that face of someone you don't like, I've been told. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I've had plenty of people tell me, wow, first time I met you, I thought I was really not going to like you. I'm really glad that I actually sat down and chatted with you. <laughs> but uh, so I'm trying to, I've got that natural barrier of I kind of, uh, the female, the, the male equivalent of uh, RBF, I'm not going to spell out the acronym, <laughs> but trying to overcome that and make, come, come across as likable and someone that they can relate to 
while also fooling the crap out of them. So I'm trying to find some way where I can have that confidence, but not be overbearing with it because there already is that natural barrier where I look like that guy. Right. So you don't want to go down. You don't want to, you, you want to not, well, it's not. It's not that I don't want to go down there. It's that I'm naturally already going to be going down there because my persona, the way that I actually talk to people naturally comes across that way. Mm-hmm. Like just my mannerisms and everything. That's just kind of how I talk. So you're fighting. Exactly. It takes conscious effort to go against that because if I were to just fully embrace it and go head first into it, I would probably be a, uh, you know, a jackass. Right. So it's probably not that come across. So I'm trying to actively go against that. And it's, uh, you know, just struggling at times, but it's my best. So you, there's no part of you that wants to just embrace the jackass side of you and just go full on like that and I maybe would, try and make it comedic. I would love to be the rock star magician who is, um, you know, just out of it and says a bunch of crazy stuff is going to happen and it works anyway. And I would love to develop that character. But at the moment, I just don't think that I'm in a place where I can. Like, I mean, after I've gone on TV and done a bunch of crap and toured the world and all that, all of a sudden, if they say, hey, this is Sebastian, he's, you know, gone, performed in seven countries, you might have seen him on this show and this show, then you can go on stage, throw the coat off and start making, you know, comments like that. But as of right now, some 21-year-old kid who I've never heard of well, see, but that, you, you couldn't, you couldn't do that because I you'd already built, yeah, you've already built you up a persona, a of, persona of who you are on TV and all that. I feel like you can't change. Now's the time to just be like, that's who I am. I'm gonna commit to this now and be right. like, no, 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 no. I'm okay. If I were to go and do all that stuff now, I would still be considered in my youth. So when I'm 30, I'm still in the developmental stage. So when I do grow up and mature out of this younger phase that I was all polite and stuff. Gosh, we are way too young. We are, man. But that's that's the beauty of it. We still got plenty of time to uh, keep messing up. Yeah, thank goodness for that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't think that committing to that persona is what it would mean by doing it in those in those set of circumstances. I think it would just be kind of like a building block, getting. But once you're there and they actually respect you, then I think you can be a little bit more liberal with uh, how you approach that. So when you are performing shows and afterwards, Eric says he just wants to be himself and he doesn't really want to develop a character. Are you personally trying to develop a character? I mean, I'm trying to, but I want to make it as close to who I actually am as possible. Now, I don't think that who, the person that I am when I'm hanging out with my friends, I don't think that's very conducive for a magic show, necessarily. I think that it might be better if I'm slightly more reserved, taken you know, out of the picture a little bit, just because I'm very up in your face. I tend to do that. You guys know better than anyone. <laughs> um, no, never. Yeah, I know. Never. <laughs> so, it's just, I mean, honestly, the majority of my thinking, as far as that goes, is trying to contain myself and be as relatable and make them like me. Right. Just because, naturally... You want to, with magic, have that persona of, oh, I'm better than you, I'm fooling you, I'm so smart, look at me, I'm awesome. And they don't give a shit. Right. I just feel like when I've done that, I don't know, I guess I've never had that inherent, I'm so much better than you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. so excited I mean, here's the thing, that I get to do this and you get to see it. Which I don't know if that's arrogant to be like, I get to do this and you're seeing it, but it's more like, I remember the first time I'm seeing a trick, that was amazing, and I'm getting to do that for people, and I'm just an excited, I'm like an excitable little seven-year-old showing tricks right. to make people feel like they're And if that's how it's coming from, they're kid yeah. again. So in a way, your character, well, or maybe not, I don't even so know it's a character, I'm just legitimately happy yeah. to do magic, like, right. well, so, so excited. Instead of saying character, it almost seems that you're... End it's, game yeah. is that you want people to... Be <laughs> as excited as I am. Right. And I feel like, so I guess it might be a character, because like... When I'm just doing day-to-day stuff, not performing, mm-hmm. I guess I am. I'm much more subdued. But like the second cards get in my hand, 
my inner me comes out, which I guess could be described as a character, because I'm just like, oh, mm. magic again. Right. Yes, let's do this. And I'm, and I'm just pumped to do magic, which I guess people would be like, that's your character. But I'm not developing that character. I'm not trying to be that guy. I just Natural. am that guy. And I'm is. pumped yeah. me, to do a card trick for something. Let me, let me know if this is an accurate kind of analogy. It's like how you're different when you hang out with different people. So when you're doing magic, you're magic, Eric, but when you're hanging out with your friends, you're just normal. Like, that sort of thing. Like, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. So I don't know like if I want to say that, talk though. To your friends. It just feels like if I say that, then I'm, like, two-faced. Like, I have one side You're not two-faced. No, 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 two, no, no, It's no. just some things get me way sometimes more Sometimes you're a magician, and sometimes you're just a regular person. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, have this grandiose persona when you're shopping at Publix, but it's necessary when you're doing magic to keep them engaged. So it's not, you know, by any means insincere, it's yeah, just, it's, it's, it's a necessity. You kind of, you have to. I, gu- audience, I guess I have to. Because you have to put the in. audience at ease. Well, yeah. And the only way to do that is by taking control of the situation. And you're not, in general, taking control of situations in your day-to-day life, right? You're not, you're hanging out with friends, everyone's yeah. equal. <laughs> I mean, yes, maybe you have a stronger personality than your friends, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Whereas yeah, when you're on stage, you've got to do the whole thing about like, crowd work yeah. and control. If you were and a magician with your friends, no one would hang out with you. I would say... That you keep saying that if I'm on stage, I have to think about this. And I, I'm just trying to say, like, I don't, though. Okay. Well, subconsciously. I, yeah, it's I guess it's, it's a natural thing that I guess just happens. But, like, there's, I'm never consciously, when I'm performing, like, this sounds bad. Let's say never really thinking about the audience. I'm only really thinking about the magic. Yeah. Well, it yeah, I know, I know I should be thinking sounds, about the audience. It sounds oddly phrased. You can work on the Yeah, I know the phrasing there. is bad. It's, it's not like I'm not thinking about the audience. I'm, I'm so pumped the audience is there. But I'm just so excited to do magic. Right. All the time. Well, I mean, performing. when I was a teacher... Uh, for the, Didn't think about the kids either? Yeah, Yeah, never. Sure. That's like, the way to do it. Forget <laughs> it. Um, You're all just I was at a rough school, so classroom management was one of the first things you just had to get down. Once you get it down, though, you're not thinking actively about classroom yeah. management, nor am I actively thinking about my students, nor, but I would say, in a way, I felt like I had somewhat of a character when I taught my students, because I was really passionate about math, and I love my students, and I wanted them to do well. Nerd. I know, for real. So when I got up and taught, I wasn't just saying, okay, 2x equals 4, what do you do? No, I would try and get people excited. I would try and tell little jokes or make quips with the students, and that. And so I think that's what sets a teacher apart. Because there's this. Te- there are the math teachers that go and just they they're monotone. Do this now. Do this, and it's awful. And then there's other teachers that are engaging, and I did my best to be that. And I think it's similar to what you guys are doing. Right. And it's not my. It wasn't. Was no, it teaching natu- is was basically it, a performance. Right. right exactly. Yeah. And was it. A natural part of who I am was I being myself mm-hmm. yeah but a little bit more maybe a more intense version of myself intense might be the wrong word I'm you're being yourself but the best version of yourself <laughs> which is oh, I hate that quote I don't know why but it's actually sure really applicable. it is it is because I would be a little bit over the top goofy I'm not gonna do that with my friends right I mean maybe sometimes but I mean I have to project my voice I have to be really silly to get them to, to make certain... fun of me because then they're all paying attention and they're they're laughing with me, Michael. They're laughing with me. Sorry, arrest your quote. Because, um, because just because of the situation you found yourself in, you had to act a certain way to get the results that you wanted. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. It's not it doesn't mean, exactly. It's not insincere. It's just that's you're in a. You're trying to get yeah. something done, and this is how it needs to be done. Makes sense. Right. I will say that like my first, not character again, because I've never really done character.
character work, but if I have like a character, the first performing one, which every magician goes through, is just that nervous magician who's horrified of their own magic, which I always think is so funny that like, if you think about kids doing magic, they're like scared of the fact that they can do magic because they're just so nervous, like, oh, is this trick gonna work? Like, okay, hopefully, which I think is fun. And then it's just so funny how like that persona, which you always have as a kid, just right away limits your ability to have audience control. Like you right. just have no audience management in that position. But the okay. second you get confidence built, it's just game over. Like it's so easy to control an audience when you're confident about your own magic. One of the things that actually made me think of that I didn't notice right until you said that, like when you're a young, when you're younger and you just start performing, one of the things that I was always scared about whenever like using gimmicks or something like that is after every trick, they'd be like, oh, can I see that? Can I, can I check those out? As I've gotten older, the confidence builds. No one asks anymore. The second, yeah, the second. And if they do, magic, I just. Either like oh yeah in a moment and I put the gimmick away and they just <laughs> yeah. never ask me again. <laughs> like just as you get older, they they respect you more and you can have more control over what they uh, what they respond to. How important do you think character development is? And I'm gonna actually that's the question, but I actually want to say mm -hmm. I want to jump in with my own personal answer that I I'm thinking it's very important because but see okay I know I'm also coming from the perspective of that I watch a lot of magic. So I think maybe that's going to be mm -hmm. different per whether or not you watch a lot because the mm -hmm. people that stand out to me right. have a character. Right. And the person I'm thinking of right now, I feel terrible because I can't remember his name. Kyle Eschen. Yes, thank you. I was like, we just were watching him last night. His oh, character yes. is... It's I was just, just going to talk about that in he's a second hilarious. too. He's hilarious. Because he's like... It seems like he's so nervous and unconfident, yes. but like he's so confident in that. But exactly. That you're like, okay, it's like, amazing. You know he's, what he's gonna do is he gonna just, work. He kind of is doing. There's a comedian that does a very similar <coughs> style that he does with just kind of being like, oh, you know, like if he if someone laughs at him, what is? is it? Dude, I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you would know because you know comedians so well, and I can't describe it. Doesn't matter. Moving on, Kyle. His character is so different than most magicians and that he seems every a magician. little bit, yeah, probably every, I don't think I've seen a magician that kind of seems like almost down on himself or just like, yeah. but, but at the not, same time still better than you. Oh, he's so great. It's like, and sometimes he'll just be, like he'll look as if he's confused or what's happening and his hands like, oh, okay. I don't know. He's, so that's why I'm like, man, I think it's super important because people, I think, remember you yeah, better. Because yeah, it's not just good magic it's now. It's not the tricks. They don't care. They've seen a lot of tricks. Like, I mean, you can make the card jump up to the top. All the other magicians are going to do that. You can do the great version of Cups and Balls, but you remember him as Kyle Eschen, right. the guy, the character. Well, she didn't. Right. She you remember the name, I, but I, I know. Kidding, she remembered the character. <laughs> I know. Kyle, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I didn't remember your Let's name. Let's be honest, he's not. He's out doing a world tour. <laughs> Love your show. <laughs> Yeah, so I so my personal answer is I think it's very important. Very important. Mm -hmm. However, I know if you are, I know we talked about last week that for many people they'll only see one magic show. Was that what you were saying? Yeah, I know a lot of statistically, people. Statistically, yeah, yeah, you're not going to see good. You'll see good magic once in your life if you're lucky. So then, if yeah. you just do good magic, then you could argue that if you don't have a character but the magic's still good, it's memorable. So oh, I know my per yeah. so my perspective is since I see a lot of magic, then I, I think the character is so important. So anyone want to jump on what they think about character? Uh, I feel like I've really voiced my opinion. I want to talk about the the whole. That's another segment. Of well, so you magic. said you didn't feel like you necessarily need it, but do you think generally it's, speaking, it's important? Well, I don't or even know if I'm saying I necessarily need it. I'm just saying I don't have it. Maybe have I have it. said I don't need it. I don't know. Someone could call me out on that if they want to. 
Um, you made a really good point there, and now I'm like reconsidering, like maybe I should look into developing a character now. Oh my goodness, my entire world has been shifted, and now I have to. I'll give my two cents, and then you can disagree with me if you'd like. Bring it. Very, very important. I mean, as far as who you are and what you're going to be doing, that's so important as far as connecting with the audience and choosing your material. If you don't know who you are or why you're doing the tricks that you're doing, then that's leaving a lot open to interpretation. And if you're doing this consistently, you're doing it a lot, you're going to want to start getting the consistency that comes with the character and the choice of material with that. So you're obviously consistent with the style of magic that you do, yeah. and you've got the same consistency in the person that you are when you perform. Yeah. You just haven't given conscious thought to the character itself. Yeah, I'm really curious on what, I would, what would come of it if I really sat down and like thought about me, how I perform, and... And developed that more like is, would it I don't know if I'd look at it as if I'm developing a character or just developing me right. you know I don't know if that makes any sense because like no 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 we're still you know at that age where we're not yeah. fully you know we're not 30 yet so we're yeah. still because again I think about straight. I think about Mike Hammer right and like it's so not him on stage is it and I know I thought it was him it's though. amazing it and it's like I just don't know if I want that mm-hmm. but then is that the key to success is having a huge character and I feel like it might be but it might be well but your character potentially could be yourself, but I really was thinking, so we walk, so when we watched Mike Hammer, we, we knew we were going to get to talk to him after the show, and I felt, my initial reaction was that I was really like kind of nervous and intimidated, I'm like, he's so intense, and he's so quick-witted, I'm going to say, I'm going to stumble over my words, and he's going to be like, you're an idiot, you know, that's like my first thought, and then we meet him, and he's just unbelievably nice, and asked how we like the show, and what our thoughts were, and he cared, like he really wanted to know. I will say that on the contrary, I think a lot of stand-up comedy is very, very similar to magic. You're yeah. entertaining with, a, well, uh, some magic. You're entertaining an audience, and it's just you up there. It's not a play. It's one sole performer. Um, I think stand-up comedy is uh, harder because it's just their words that are making you laugh. But I think about Bill Burr. His character on stage, I listen to his podcast as Love well, where there. he's just talking. Uh, there's no character there. Like... That is just him on stage versus him on his podcast, unless he's doing three hours of in character on his podcast every week, which seems exhausting. But I, mean, I don't know. I mean, so like, it's just really. Did he angry. come across <laughs> as a different person though? No, no, he's he he's seems like he's, 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 I watch right. his I watch his show, not a show. I watch his stand up specials. And I listen to his podcast, and I'm like, you're just the same guy, and but so you're like, sitting in so your basement yelling at a mic. So I guess it just depends on how you choose to perform. Bill Burr chose to be, I guess, himself on stage. Yeah, and it's... And then other yeah. people tend to be more of a character. I'm trying to think of an example of a comedian that... Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. He's a character on stage. He's super hard on himself. So Louis C.K. is a character? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen enough of Louis C.K. outside of his character. I've right. seen a lot of Jim Gaffigan stuff where he's just like chatting with people and he's gotcha. super not hard on himself all the time. But when you watch his show, mm-hmm. he'll like make fun of himself a ton and it's great, but... Okay. I've... So yeah, I guess it's a personal call. It's just that if you choose to be yourself on stage, you still need to see it you, somewhat of a let's character just hope and develop you it. You are a great person. <laughs> and I think Chris and Angel well, you, to be here's the thing: you've got to find should. what what stands out in your personality. That would get me in trouble. Sorry, I, I wasn't totally listening, but I was going to say what stands out in your personality. Okay. You, no, but no, here, not that because that's too big. What I'm saying is, oh, I thought it was a good question. It is a good question. I just <laughs> wanted to reword it. Sorry, Sebastian. Um, when you go on stage, what does right, and you're being about me? exactly, and then how can you better develop that? Because I'm sure Bill Burr over time has gone, oh, people yeah, like this, I'm gonna do a little me, bit so, I mean, more. I think mine is just my excitement, excitement, but like connection to people. Mm-hmm. When I 
Because you got again, that girl I, saying your eye contact was Yeah, it was intense. ridiculous, and it scared her, which I think was fantastic. That was awesome for me. Yeah. Uh, I love, like, when I perform, again, at, like, a smaller setting, I don't just perform for one person. I am getting as many people as I can interacting with me. But the second I'm talking with one person, everyone else is dead to me. It's just that person that I'm talking to, and I'm going to connect with that person and only that person, and I'm going to perform for that person, and everyone else gets to watch. It's like the long tambourine string theory, kind of. Yeah, exactly. And then the second I move, I have a new string, a new connection, and I'm onto this person now. And I'm going to go to that that connection. So that way each one's genuine. Yeah. But then if I move back over to the left side of the audience, I already have a connection over here. I've made it. So I can jump back in, and I'm now natural, comfortable. I'm good. Now I've got a connection over here, and I've got a connection here, and I can just jump around. And now everyone has a feeling like they've got a piece of me that they know me. And so I think that would be where the what's most memorable about me because i know was it saturday night i was just performing or was it friday night saturday right saturday i know that those people will not be able to recount any of the effects i did but they will never forget me ever yeah no i told you he was gonna told you you were his new cult leader yeah god told me i was was, he said i i have it was really funny he said i've dropped god forever and i said don't worry this next trip will bring it back to him and he said no no no. i only believe in you now and i was like perfect this will do I, I, love, uh, I love it when you get people and, like and this, set, this setting that Eric's describing is that time it was at a, a friend's a house party, party so it was all a smaller more was, intimate setting it was setting. eight people and that is that is my dream if I perform great people is the best that's a freaking nightmare for me dude that's so funny so we but <laughs> we're, we're about eight, to be I can be like 15 or under and I'm and I'm in my just promised land because I can make a connection with every person dude, last that Saturday I did a party for 24 people it's terrible that's so so we have two so big different views of what we want to perform for you. You yeah. want the smaller, want intimate crowd and you connections as I can make. You, for you, what draws you to a larger crowd? Um the fact that there's more people. Um that way I get more time walking around. Uh, just because if I, I I can do one 15, 20 minute set for one group and then move it all, move around like that. But what I found is uh, get in, hit them, make them like the magic, make them like you, and get the hell out. I'm not gonna lie, I agree with Sebastian. I have had opportunities to do some acting, very small stuff, nothing you can find. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when I've had a chance to do theater in front of a smaller audience, I just, it's way, to me, it's way more intimidating. I really don't like it. But the bigger the crowd, every time the crowd gets a bit bigger, it's I get more personal. comfortable. Right. And I feel like I can act more. And I, I personally know that if I were a magician, mm-hmm. I would definitely develop a character and it would be. It'd be, a, sure, maybe a version of myself, but different. It would be just totally different. And I, you know, I had that opportunity mm-hmm. one time. Quick little side story. Mm-hmm. Sebastian and I. Oh my, are we doing this? We were telling this story <laughs> about the time oh, that we were at the Daytona Magic Do we convention. have time to tell the whole story? No, no we really don't. Okay. I got to, listen. All Let's just sum the, it up a bit. The, the, the only, real story is super worth hearing. Okay, right, actually, so maybe, that'll, be a, that'll we'll, be a different podcast we'll, that we do. We can we, summarize it real the quick. The summary is that God, Eric funny. and Sebastian convinced me to compete in a magic... We were at Daytona Magic, uh, the Daytona Magic Festival about three years the, ago. Yeah, it's thousands yeah. of people go to that convention. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's huge. Gotta love, <laughs> gotta love it. Um, so it's, like it's about 11 o'clock at night, uh, the day before the close-up convention. Oh, the close-up, close-up competition. Competition, there it is. And Eric and I had the idea of hey, Chelsea, uh, neither of us are competing, so you should. So what we ended up doing is staying awake at Denny's until about four or five in the morning, and by working on a two-person code. I went to bed. Yeah, like, Eric passed out. He quit. He, I he quit. They said they want to do a code, and I went, no. 
can't you can't do it. You can't make a cut. He didn't believe in us, so we stayed up till four in the morning. Still we four or five in the morning. <laughs> tried to make it. Uh, we actually made the code, but when we tried to practice it before the actual competition, did not and work by at all. making a code, it was god awful. Like it was. I mean, I it was. It was so bad. It was a start. If you had six years to perfect it, yeah, it, it, it was not a real. It was, I can't so that even was, consider that was the it a real. One, that was, was the one performance that uh, that we got right. that we got under Chelsea. And then, belt, which, and then thank you, we, ob- that. yeah, that was really good <laughs> obviously at the end we completely changed the trick. We did it, and but I will say this: one of the compliments I got multiple times afterwards is a lot of people said that they loved my character. And I was like, man, this is the only reason I want to perform magic because I like being on stage and I like having a character. However, I don't have the discipline to practice, practice, practice. So. Okay, you know, a little, little important for magic. So I know. Uh, nah, I know. Just do the self-working stuff. I just, I'll just get, <laughs> get back uh, into theater or something. Miracles without Stand moves. Stand up for me. I recommend it. Ryan yeah. Plus, give you a shout out, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, closing remarks. What are your thoughts? Any last? What are your last words? Um, yeah, uh, long ends. story short, um, try not to be a dick, and definitely don't do it if you're being paid. That's about it. And what about character? You want to last yeah, words on character? Uh, yeah, um, it's actually, no, I think that sums it up. Um, you know, be relatable, make them like you, um, do good magic. Find, you know what, I, if I were to sum it up, I would say, find, every time you do a show, try and find what stood out to you that you got maybe the, the best response, whether it be laughing, whether it be yeah. in excitement, whether whatever is a good response to you, and ask yourself, what did I do in that moment that was getting that response and perfect that, work on that, because then you're sort of developing, in a way it's a character. Yeah. It might not be, maybe character is the wrong word, but you're developing your performance and making it yeah. even better. I like that, because that's what I'd say. Like, I, don't, I don't ever want to call myself a character. On stage, but you are a character. Uh, yeah, I just call it. Honey. Guess it'll work. Yes, I just don't want to call myself a character, other than the fact that like, I'm just developing my personality more and saying people really enjoy the connection part. The yeah. genuine air. The, the genuineness, and so I'm going to amp that up and make it super ungenuine. But they want to. Just kidding. It's not real. All right. get a chance to talk even more in depth about the Daytona Magic story. Maybe. I, Potentially. I don't know. We might have to push that story off. We'll see. It's very, it's, it's a good one. But come back. We'll see you soon. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>